The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Welcoming ourselves here. Alert. Clearly knowing. And mindful. best we can for the day, setting aside our preoccupations. So as to be here. I thought if it's okay with everyone, just while I welcome you, I would take off my mask for a minute and and put it back on. Good morning. So nice to be with all of you. In my estimation, it could be a perfect day for mindfulness. A sort of uh, settled feeling from the clouds and the, the light this time. My name is Kodo Conlon. This is my friend and colleague, Tanya Weiser. And this is Insight Meditation Center. And you've come online or in person for a a day long of mindfulness. First thing I'd like to do is welcome all of you. Welcome everyone, and to state that everyone is welcome. Um, Whatever your background or history, or your location, whether that be geographical or social. Everyone is welcome here to do the practice. Um, So I welcome you. Um, One of the ways that IMC as as a center, I think, supports the feeling of welcome is that everything we do is freely given. Everything. Isn't that amazing? Uh, And we offer the teachings as a in the spirit of a gift. And if at the, at the end of uh, the day you feel inspired to support, support what we do here, there are ways to give. A box there and a kiosk over there. As I was sitting here, I was realizing there's, um, of course I have my plans and my notes for what I want to say. And then there's a way that we make the day of practice together. So as I was sitting here and my heart was sort of settling in and my body was settling in, what came to my mind as um, what we're doing today is um, one way to understand it. We're making peace. We're making, making peace with ourselves, for ourselves, with each other, for each other. Peace with experience. There's something about that that helps me to settle in and feel welcome and safe, safe here in this space. 
So today the, the, the idea will be we will move through the progressive instructions of mindfulness meditation pretty gently guided, pretty gently guided. Mostly we're practicing together today. Sitting and walking practice, and then there are some sign-ups. For those of you who are here, there's sign-ups for um, practice discussions that we can do. Tanya, is there anything you'd like to add to the beginning? Thank you, Koda. Yeah. Don't hesitate to ask for a sign-up for a practice discussion. Koto and I are here. So it's just the sign-up sheet at the end of the stage. Gives you five or 10 to 15 minutes to just ask a couple of questions about your practice. And um, I'm just curious uh, a little bit about your experience with practice. Um, So... Does anybody here feel pretty new to meditation? Okay. Joe. Yeah. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, so, um, anybody feel like um, uncomfortable with not having a lot of instructions during the meditation periods? You do, Joe. Yeah, and you do too, Tina. And you do too. Okay. So we'll we'll maybe modify a little bit. Happy to. Yeah. Um, and try, does anybody find getting, you know, a little bit more instructions disruptive to your practice? Those of you who have more experience, is that okay? Yeah? Great, great, great. Okay, good. Is there anything else? Yeah, one other thing is um, we'll have Hillary was here to get us started as the manager. Sally will be here at the end of the day. Um, Part of the practice here is that we clean up the center together afterwards. So um, are there some people who are willing to commit to sticking around? It takes about 15 minutes after the end of the day. One, two, three, four, five. Great. Great. And anybody else, if you want to stick around, more we can do more if there's more of us, but the basics are great. So, okay, that's what I wanted to add. Great. Anything else you want to say? I can say maybe just to, just to orient to the space would be a good thing to do. Um, most important things. You're in the meditation hall. <laughs> uh, restrooms are over here. There's water, um, hot and cool water, and the kitchen around the corner if you need that. Um, where will we be doing practice discussions? Outside. Oh, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll we'll do we'll set up some chairs in the parking lot. Okay. Um, that side of the building for the practice discussions. So we'll have inside will be pretty much silence unless there's a need to talk for logistic or for question and answer. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to say anything about lunchtime? Anybody curious about lunch situation? Corey, that was a yes for you? Or no? Yeah? Okay, great. Um, 
so we'll keep silence inside. We have tables, um, and we can put a table over in front of the redwood tree, which could be for silence, people who don't want to talk during lunch. And then in the parking lot, we'll put a couple of tables where people can talk. So, um, so it's important just to tune into what feels right for you, and maybe you decide to eat it under the redwood tree, and then you move to the other tables because you want to connect with sangha. Right? It's not we're not seeing much of each other the way we used to before COVID. So we're trying to create. Whereas normally maybe we'd have a full silent lunch here. Uh, we want to support connecting. So if, if you feel like you want to connect with people, and I'll give a little bit more instructions later, but we'll have lunch at 12, I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, yeah, that's easier. 12.30 looks like. 12.30. Mm-hmm. Um, there's microwaves and a fridge in the kitchen. Um, if you brought your lunch, if you did not, there's a few places that you can walk to on Broadway that are pretty fast to get your food. So did I answer your questions about lunch? Say enough about it? We'll have an hour. Great. Okay. Thank you. So I'm just going to take a breath for a minute. Invite you to do the same. I'm just going to kind of come back into myself for a minute here. And the first part of the instructions will be mindfulness of breathing. So we'll ready ourselves. And I'll do a little bit of extra talking at the beginning to orient ground toward this practice. So the instructions, I'll do this little bit of talking and then I'll kind of do some more centering to move into like more of a guided meditation just just to orient you to what to expect. The day and the way the practice is taught here is we start with mindfulness of breathing and then we move on to mindfulness of body, emotions, thoughts and open awareness throughout the day. And we start with the breath. Because for those of us who are comfortable tuning into the breathing, it's so accessible. It's moving and flowing through our bodies. It's a constant rhythm. Something that we can tune into that's in the present moment. It's a beautiful support for practice when it works for us. And if it doesn't, there are some other things you can focus on. I'll talk more about them now. But whenever I use the word breath, if breath doesn't work for you, you can substitute it with hearing or sound or sensations. So you have 
kind of those three options to help yourself with this morning's practice and throughout the day. So focusing on the breathing helps us stay connected here without getting lost in our thoughts. Those little mini movies that happen in our minds all the time. And with the breath moving the way it does, changing, flowing, we can always bring our attention back again to it over and over again when we wander away. There's an analogy that we're using the breath like an anchor. So a sailboat comes into the bay and if they don't want it to float away or get pushed up onto the rocks, we drop an anchor. The anchor grounds and holds the boat in relative steadiness. In the same way, our breath can be our anchor, helping us not get carried out to sea or turned over by our emotions or maybe even abandon the practice altogether, getting up and walking, (laughs) doing other things. So when we have an anchor... We start to stabilize the mind. We give it something to hold on to in a way, to stay connected to. And we will wander. The tide changes, the waves change. So do the conditions inside of ourselves our minds and hearts and bodies. You know, an anchor on a boat that has a, a long rope or line. So, you know, we, the boat does move and then, you know, Maybe when the boat gets pulled too far, it starts to tug on the anchor. In the same way, something can happen quite naturally for us is if we wander, at some point we'll wake up, we'll realize it. And that's a little like the rope tugging on the anchor. We're right there, right there. The the anchor is back. So doing this as gently as we can and awake and aware with this intention to stay, to stay. If you choose the anchor of sound instead of breath, The invitation is to receive sound when it comes your way. 
We don't need to go out and find sound. It will come to you. And when we listen, when we allow hearing, we can tune into how it feels in our body, where it resonates, in the same way we do with breathing. If we choose sensations to be our anchor, it can be helpful to choose something like our feet or our hands. And then, you know, there's other sensations that will come in our body, but we can have a kind of an anchor of our hand and hand or our feet on the earth. Let's take a moment to lift our shoulders and roll them back and open up the chest. Might do that a couple of times. You might bring your shoulders, your elbows toward each other in the back. And naturally then the body can take a deeper breath. Allowing a few longer, slower, deeper breaths with this opening. And then finding this posture, it's balanced between alertness and relaxation. useful at the start of the practice to do a brief body scan, just sort of taking your awareness and moving from the top of your head down through your face and shoulders, just touching into the experience in your body. And if you notice areas of holding or tension, maybe just pause, breathe into the tension, and with the exhale, invite Invite a sense of letting go of whatever is not needed. Just slowly moving down through the whole body, the arms, chest, belly. Back body, side body. With the belly, inviting it to relax, to let the breath flow down into the belly and the belly expand with inhale. And just continue to scan through the hips, pelvis, thighs, calves and shins, ankles and feet. And if there are sensations that remain or holding or tension, just let them be as they are. And 
Let's bring our awareness now back to our anchor. Sounds coming, sounds going. Sensations coming, going. Breathing in and breathing out. Just tuning in. Knowing that we're letting the breath come to the foreground of our awareness. So it's not that other things won't be happening. We don't have to stop thinking. We don't have to stop hearing if we're using the breath. Just sort of letting the breath move into the center of our awareness or our anchor into the center of our awareness. Maybe with this sort of a welcoming, like I'm interested, I'm curious, you're welcome breath. How are you breath? Let me feel you. Let me know you. Getting to know the breath is not thinking about the breath, picturing it, but rather experiencing breathing, feeling, sensing. There's a lot to notice in breathing. Does the in-breath feel different than the out-breath? Where in your body do you feel breathing? 
Getting to know how your body is breathing today. And then just resting where you feel it the most strongly. Allowing your awareness to rest with the breathing. Moment to moment.
And just noticing how you're doing with your breathing. If you're feeling friendly with it. And it's okay to, maybe if it's a little bit hard to get connected, you might try just a light note with the inhale saying in and with the exhale saying out in your mind silently, kind of gently. This can be a practice to do that can help us Breathing in with the sounds, breathing out with the sounds. Just the way it is. Sometimes I find it interesting to notice the system just relaxes when sound kind of fades away like that blower. Just noticing if there's any tension again in the body, breathing in to it gently, and with the exhale inviting a relaxing.
Breathing in, I know I'm breathing in. Breathing out, knowing I'm breathing out. Just letting the whole flow of experience, the thoughts that come and go, the sensations that come and go, the sounds, the energy in the body. Just letting it flow like the water flows Breathing here, in and out. In and out. Nothing needs to be different. And if you need to move, it's okay. Just invitation is to be clear in your mind. I think I need to adjust my posture. I need to change how I'm sitting. And stay present, even connected to the breathing as doing so. It's okay to move to a chair or It's okay to do what the body needs. Breathing in and out all the while.
And breath is this amazing thing, our longest companion in life. The first thing we do when we're born is to breathe. And the last thing to do before we die is to exhale.
In the last few minutes of the sitting, just being curious, maybe even three breaths at a time, three breath journeys. Just seeing if you can connect with the full inhale and exhale, followed by the next and the next. And notice if there's any tension or irritation or difficulty happening inside yourselves. And if so, see if you can give it a hug. Just a gentle, caring hug. Staying with the breath. A few more breaths at a time. So let's take um, just a little short bathroom stretch break. We'll come back for um, instructions for walking meditation at five till, and then we'll have a 30 minute walking period. So just taking a minute to take care of your body. We actually were sitting a long time because we sat half an hour before. So I just take care of your bodies, go to the bathroom, drink, Come back. We'll be back here at five till. Make sense? So just um, walking at a pace that's comfortable. 
for you and you can play with that, I encourage you to try different speeds. Sometimes when you're on retreat, you'll see people walking like incredibly slow like this, just incredibly slow, feeling just the teeniest, tiniest little movements, just staying with it. And that can be very uh, supportive for building concentration. Um, But it also can make us tight and tense. It's also fine to walk a little faster. You know, pay attention to um, kind of the impact of the pacing. You might notice um, just when you find the right pace, it's like, oh, ah, okay. (laughs) A little bit of this breath, you know, like ease. We don't want to try over hard. We want to make it easy to be present for ourselves. If, our, if we're having a hard time staying with the walking, our mind is doing a lot of wandering, then there's more things to start to break down your experience into smaller bits. You can do a lot more of like um, really kind of maybe breaking down the, oh, heels up toes up, you know, a foot's off, foot's um, reaching, heels down, toes down. If you want, if you feel like that would be helpful for you, maybe a a few back and forths. I wouldn't overdo that. But it's a little bit like trying to help yourself uh, get connected to the flow. So it can be a, a little bit more detail can be helpful. The other thing is you can actually kind of just feel your whole body walking. You can just, oh, like open up more expansively to the experience of the whole body with the feet. So, we'll, uh, we can walk inside. If we walk in the hall, we walk the way Jan's going, which is the short direction. And um, you can also walk outside. We tend to choose a path of walking. So like mm, 15, 20 feet or something like that long. And um, you walk, come to the end. For me, it's very helpful at the end to stop. Just pause and kind of let the awareness come back in and feel what it feels like there's a momentum of moving that when we stop, we can feel this settling. And then when you feel that settling, that's for me, my cue to think about turning. Kind of allowing all the energy to settle. Okay, and then I set this intention. Okay, may I be aware and turn and walk back the other way. It's also okay to walk around the block, right? If, if it's not feeling supportive for you to do shorter walking, go for a longer walk. It's okay. Be careful of not blocking driveways. It's okay to say hi to neighbors, even though we're in silence, right? We don't need to... Not everybody else is doing a mindfulness day-long retreat. So... You know, be generous and kind. You don't have to shut yourself down in any way. 
Anything you want to add, Kodo, or any questions? Okay. So we'll walk, do walking practice until 1130. We'll see you back here then. So just as we're settling back in after the walking period, before I start talking about this next piece of our practice, just want to mention, always seems apt when we're about to talk about mindfulness of the body that I use my phone also as a medical device. So if you see me on it through the day, it's part of what I'm up to. It's just taking care of this body. I felt the impulse to say welcome back, but it feels more like welcome to continuing. Continuing the practice, just gently continuing through the day. And with our, what we've done so far, we've focused on mindfulness of the breathing. And part of the function is that we've started to awaken this feeling part of our experience, a sensing part of our experience that is um, directly here and now, um, and in some way is direct, simple, just right here. We've started doing this with the breathing Centering our experience on the breathing, anchoring with the breathing, dropping that anchor into the bay, partly so that we can feel when the boat starts to move. Oh, the attention is tugging here. All my thoughts are asking for my attention here. With this anchor of the breathing, we recognize those tugs. Otherwise, we might move about and never know. And as we've started relating with the breathing in this way, one thing that may be starting to become clear is that the the felt sense of the body breathing is distinct from the commentary on it. 
the felt sense of the body breathing is different than our stories about experience, the comments about experience. The breath makes no comments. And so we're prioritizing what's here and now and sensed and felt. And so far we've done that through the breathing. In some ways this can highlight how so much of our normal frame of mind, at least for me, has so much to do with the sphere of thoughts, the sphere of thinking. The stories and images, the fantasies that pull me into the past and the future. The breathing is just here. So the thinking has quite a, an outsized influence, maybe. And in the background of this practice, a sort of Buddhist way of reckoning, the mind is one of six sense doors. Everything that goes on in the realm of thinking it's just this one sense door, one out of six. But as we begin tuning into the breathing and tuning into this felt sense, tuning into the felt sense of the breathing through the body, we're waking up, waking up to more of our experience than this one sixth. trajectory of the practice is such that we aim to include all of our experience. Everything gets to be included. First with the breathing and now we extend to include the body. Just a few introductory comments on practicing with the body. And then we can meditate together. As we tune into the body, feel into the body, know the body, sense the body, it too is not the commentary. It is not the thinking. There can be a whole movie going on, maybe in the background of experience, while we're tuned in to this foreground of what's being sensed. And there's some freedom here in the body being distinct from the commentary. One of the ways I first came to see this was on a retreat like this one, 
was experiencing some physical pain. I had a story going along with it, a sensation and some commentary. And it occurred to me, for one reason or another, the sensations in my little toe came to the foreground of experience. And I realized my little toe is not having a problem. My little toe is having no problems with my story right now. I've got this whole narrative going in my mind and my little toe is sitting there quite peacefully having its sensations. The comments were not the body. One of the functions of tuning into the body, something we can trust about the body is that is that it is always experiencing and sensing here and now. If what we want to do is stay present, if we're in touch with the body, then we know we're doing that. We know that we're here. There's a way that our thinking or commentary can often draw us into the short films of the past and future in our minds. Draw us into memory or fantasy. And in some ways lose touch with what's here and what's now. And through mindfulness practice, it's this continuity of here and now that starts to build a momentum. It starts to gain in steadiness. And the flavor, the flavor of groundedness, embodiment, the flavor of being here, starts to come to the foreground. I have heard Tanya say before that the language of the body is sensation. Much is communicated to us through the body. If in this way of reckoning our thinking is one-sixth of our experience, How much do we perceive through the body? 
eyes, ears, nose, tongue, felt sense of the body, how rich. Just as the breathing is a kind of companion, I relate to the body this way, a very good friend and a sound advisor. And what I mean by a sound advisor, sometimes I'll do this exercise where I'll, uh, feel free to follow along if you like. I'll open both my eyes and then I'll close one of them. And you can see how visual experience goes two-dimensional. We lose uh, some of our ability to uh, recognize depth, textures, can be challenging to navigate with one eye closed, yeah? And then being attentive, open the other eye Three dimensions, light, depth. So for me, living, living um, centered in commentary is like having just one of my eyes open. Maybe challenging to navigate. And when I tune into the body, it's like opening another eye. The visual field gets so much more rich, textured, nuanced. So the body's a trusted advisor. Because with this extra vantage point of the body, then I can find my way. I can find my way. in this sense that the body enriches our experience, enriches our everyday experience. May not necessarily happen every time we sit a retreat, but you may at some point in your practice find yourself marveling at something as simple as the texture on the painted wall. such as the enriching power of being present here through the senses, through the body. And so it is with our inner life. I find being present with the body allows for the flourishing, allows for the flourishing of what's wholesome and beautiful, wisdom, presence, kindness, letting go. There's a maybe thousand-year-old Buddhist teaching 
that says throughout the body there are hands and eyes. The whole body sensing. I'd like to invoke that as we move more into the meditation. And I'll offer just a little bit of instruction as we sit. So if you haven't done so already, I would invite you to make your way back to your meditation posture. And if you already have, I invite you to renew that meditation posture. When I say renew, I I usually find myself uh, rocking a bit on my seat, finding center again. Reconnecting with the ground that's supporting me, the seat that's supporting me. I did a fair amount of my meditation lying down, so the ground the ground can also be supporting us if we're meditating that way. So feeling our way through the seat. And then sensing our way up the spine bit by bit. As you feel your way up the spine, you may notice, oh, I can realign here just a little. When I do that, I often find myself rolling my shoulders back to come into balance. The chest opens up. The shoulders wide. It's sensing my way up the spine all the way through the neck and up the back half of the head. So if you can, the ears are in line with the shoulders. Because this posture may be a little different than our habitual ones, I find a few deep breaths helps me to settle into it and relax some of the tensions. for you to meditate with your eyes closed if that's comfortable. Relaxing the eyes. 
relaxing the muscles of the face. And for softening the jaw, it can be helpful to open the mouth and then let the teeth float back up. And as we did earlier, just a brief scanning through the body. Is there any extra tension here? Maybe in the arms, elbows, wrists, fingers. In the chest. the ribs and the solar plexus. The belly. Hips. A seat. Any extra tension in the upper legs? Just softening. Maybe in the knees. Lower legs. Heels, feet, all the way down through the toes. A kind greeting between awareness and the body. for a minute or two, accompanying our anchor, the breathing. Breathing in, one nose, breathing in. Breathing out, one nose breathing out. Alert and clearly aware.
as we accompany the breathing. Surely some thoughts will arise. The breathing is not the commentary. And no problem. As best we can, let the commentary pass right by. Now to deliberately incorporate the body, the invitation for the moment is to let go of any effort to direct the attention to the breathing. And notice in the body what's the most predominant sensation If, uh, if one is there that's especially uncomfortable, you don't have to pick the most uncomfortable sensation. Maybe somewhere in the middle. So identifying that sensation, turning our mindful awareness to clearly see, to clearly know that sensation through the body. As we sustain our awareness in connection with this sensation, What do we notice? What's the quality of the sensation? Pressure? Vibration? Coolness? heat, maybe twisting, or a pinch, or an itch.
in the practice of mindfulness, it can be anything. Our work is to know it. Attending. How does that sensation change? As I observe its particulars, does it move, fade, change shape? Does pressing become tingling? to bring this all together, I'll invite you to return to your anchor of the breathing. Maybe with a big breath. Just here with the breathing and steady. Then when a, when a sensation arises in the body that is compelling, that is a sensation that is strong enough so as to call the attention away from the breathing, then as we just did, Bring your mindful awareness to that sensation. Then when it's no longer compelling or predominant, or it fades away or disappears, come back to the anchor, come back to the breathing. all the while with awareness.
staying here with the breathing until a bodily sensation becomes compelling. bringing our whole mindful awareness to that sensation. Noticing any commentary, letting that stay in the background. The body in the foreground.
And just a few more words about mindfulness of the body. And feel free to adjust your posture. Wiggle. It's amazing how just a little move can let the pains go. So with mindfulness practice, so much starts to open up when we include awareness of the body. Uh, One thing in particular comes to mind right now, and that is in mindfulness practice, there's both what we know, the objects that we know, and there's how we know, the quality of that awareness. And I find I find I I learn so much about how I am by what I sense through the body. Like I can be working on something, let's say, uh, sometimes I will sew a needle and thread, and I'll notice through the sensations of my body, especially in my face, if I'm do, am I doing it with like tension or am I doing it with relaxation? So much information comes through comes through the body, or when the, the blower was on earlier, everything gets to be included. And I notice it was almost like my skin had 10% more tension in it. And then when the sound ended, the skin opened back up. So there's actually a, there's a physical change that I wouldn't be sensitive to just through the story. There's all this information coming through the body. So the primary point of practice with mindfulness of the body, sensing, feeling, recognizing the difference between the body and the commentary, and really letting the body be in the foreground as much as possible. That's staying here. I wonder if now might be a good time to talk about lunch. How about um, before I talk about lunch, we see if there's some reflections or questions? that sound okay? And so um, maybe just taking a minute to witness your own experience today. And just notice, you know, if there's anything that maybe is different, surprising, or difficult or surprisingly easy that you experienced in your meditations today. So just just sort of like, you know, if you're going into the forest to collect some treasures, witnessing your own experience today so far. 
collecting in a beautiful little basket. And is there anything in this little basket that you would like to share or a question that you have for Kodo or myself? And I don't know, Sage, if we have any live on YouTube folks, but they can certainly type a question or a comment into the chat, and we were happy to read those and respond as well. So we do have a um, microphone to speak into so that it's recorded and everybody can hear. So, and it's okay. You know, we're, we've been in silence now for almost three hours. So there may not be a lot that needs to be said, and that's okay. And if there's a question or a comment, now's a good time. Thank you, Corey. So one of the great things about today that I noticed is just how sensitive I was noticing myself, my body. Um, I was noticing, uh, yeah, that the, the sounds uh, would, would reverberate throughout my body. Uh, and that sometimes had the nice effect of bringing me back if I had drifted off. So that was really cool. And like even certain letters of the alphabet would reverberate more strongly and I would feel those. Uh, I think I felt the S's more than anything else. But but, yeah, it it was great. Thank you, Corey. You want to check uh, the stream? So Yanda sent three prayer emojis. So that's got to be good. Beautiful. So let me talk a little bit about um, mindfulness of eating and lunch. Um, If any of you have ever done the mindfulness-based stress reduction program designed by John Kabat-Zinn, are you familiar with that? You you may have heard about the Raisin Meditation. I'm going to talk a little bit, in case you haven't done that meditation, I'm going to talk a little bit about what it's like and uh, invite you to approach at least the beginning of your lunch in the same way. Maybe the first five bites you could treat as a full-on raisin meditation. And then maybe periodically throughout you could pause and, you know, reconnect. But um, you're given about, you know, one or two or three raisins in your hand to start. 
Sometimes you get really plump raisins. Sometimes not so much. Sometimes they're different colors. But all of a sudden, right there, there's things to notice about raisins that you might not normally pay attention to. The color, shape, the sense of plumpness or dried outness, the weight in your hand. And you're invited to, um, there's some feedback happening there. Thanks. You're invited to get to know, Koto, is your mic on? Okay. You're invited to get to know these raisins like um, you've never seen a raisin before. So just being curious. Oh, you might pick them up and you notice that at one end there's like a belly button, a little dried belly button. And the opposite end, it's just a little round rump. It's very, you know, (laughs) doesn't have that. Um, And then to, like, smell them. Did you know raisins have a smell? They do. And even to listen to them, to put them near your ear. And when you kind of squeeze them a little bit, you actually can hear a little bit of a, a sound. And then you take a minute here and you hold the raisin before you're going to eat it. So imagine having a raisin in your hand right now, picturing it, and knowing that you're going to put it in your mouth in a moment. And even as you imagine this, notice what's happening in your body. Very often what's happening is you start to salivate. Your body is anticipating the raisin. It's actually already releasing digestive um, enzymes needed to digest that raisin before we've even put it in our mouth. And then we're invited to put it in our mouths, but not to chew it, but to let it rest, to feel it with our tongues, to let the flavor just sort of you know, seep out. <laughs> and you're going to feel this sense of wanting to chew. The, 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 the mouth knows what to do when we eat. And so you, when you're doing this practice, you start to see everything that's happening before, before you choose it. <laughs> and then you can witness this and not, not just follow. Don't just start chewing. Wait a minute. Sustain, feel the tension, feel the wanting. You're going to take a bite then, and you you may notice your jaw just wants to go cha 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 cha. So, watching this too, watching how the body wants to just move into chewing, chewing, swallowing, trying to slow it down. Take a bite, pause. Chew a couple more times, pause. Oh, the body's moving to swallow. (laughs) Just, okay, can I see that too? And then experience the swallowing and follow it all the way into the belly. And then pause for a minute before 
starting with your next reason. So there's a lot to experience. Um, If we're just eating a meal, we're invited to put our fork, spoon down between bites. To take our time and to feel the greed or the energy, the excitement, the anticipation. Just be aware of it. Notice it. Not necessarily just give in to the automatic patterns of eating. So that's, you know, play with this. I invite you to play with this. And like I said, maybe, you know, the first two, three, four, five bites, see if you can't really take your time in this way with your food. Maybe even before, even if you're sitting at a table where you'll be sharing and talking, maybe maybe just agree to take those few bites together in silence. The momentum you've built up in three hours, you probably have no idea how much more present you are, even if it's been hard. It is actually something to protect. It can be tempting to walk outside and just go, And just sort of let all your mindfulness go. It's good to relax and enjoy your food, but, but maybe pay attention to talking a little less, pausing a little more, maybe eating some at the silent table. Just be not rigid and tight at all, but but a little more protective and careful and aware of the continuity of the practice that you've been building today. Take care of it for yourselves and for each other because you will impact each other in the way you move about and talk and eat. And um, there are some tables It would be nice to get some help carrying them out. Everybody maybe can grab a chair. There's these folding chairs over here on this side. I'll open the cupboard up. So maybe you could each be responsible for getting your own chair, bringing it out and then back in. It's not these, you know, ones that are out. It's a different set. And um, lunch will be over at 1.30. So we have an hour to set up and dissemble afterwards as well. And I do encourage, if you feel comfortable doing some chatting, to connect with your Sangha members you know, about practice and how you're doing. And, you know, it's a really precious thing to be here together. I'm... I'm I'm getting to know you all just a little bit, and it's very sweet to be here with you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your presence. And if anybody um, did not bring a lunch, let me know, and I'm happy to tell you, if you don't know the area, a couple of spots where it's pretty quick and easy to get some good food.
Okay. Any questions? Yes, Sage. Less of a question than just an announcement that if anyone actually wants to do the raisin meditation, I just so happen to have a, like a box of like raisins. So oh, fun. <laughs> I can distribute them if you want. Oh, that's sweet. That's great. Anything else? Great. Well, let's let's get tables and chairs and food and there's microwaves in the in the kitchen if you want to heat up your food. Please feel free to and just maybe taking a minute to fill your bodies. Full, not hungry, hopefully, and not too full. Feel the impact of being with Sangha, socializing quietly or actually. Notice how the heart and the body are stirred, the mind is stirred. Taking some deep breaths into whatever's happening for you right now. So I'll offer um, instructions on mindfulness of emotions and thinking, a lot for one sitting. And to add to that, before, I'd like to talk a little bit about love and about the feeling of being at home. I have a little quote from Anne Klein. She says, Attention is the start of love. There can be no love without attention. In cultivating attention, we're cultivating a possibility for intention and possibility for connection. And that's to ourselves as well as to others, to all. Attention is the start of love. There can be no love without attention. So, have we been attending today? Yeah. And then notice our relationship to how we've been attending, to what we've been attending to. Has there been love there? Has there been love in how we're attending to our experience of breathing, of itching, of pain, of um, restlessness, of body? Hopefully some, maybe even a lot. It's very um, different experience to cultivate awareness that meets things with love. 
maybe so different it's hard to stay with sometimes. This is important because of this other word I want to talk about, home. What is it to be at home? What is it to be at home wherever you go? Right here, even. Is it possible to be at home in the body? To be at home with awareness? Probably much more likely if there's love there. This idea of being at home maybe could also be described as embodiment, as presence, that feeling of being yourself or being with somebody who feels right there, right there. And often we think about home in the external world or homeless in the external world and if we're at home in a in a structure there's this belief often truth but not always that okay the doors are shut i'm here it's my space If we're homeless, without a structure, there's a feeling that anybody at any time can come along and shoo us off. What if we apply the idea to our practice? If we can be at home in our bodies with awareness what is it that helps us feel settled, present and what is it that makes us feel like we're being pushed out pushed away very often it's our thinking or our emotions. What if it's possible to have emotions and thoughts and stay at home, to not get pushed out of our presence, not get pushed out of embodiment, to not abandon ourselves, our awareness? What if it's possible to be with all of these things that are happening internally without getting pushed out, without losing that sense of home, of right hereness, of embodiment, of presence? 
awakeness. It's sometimes hard to do that with emotions. Sometimes hard to do that with thoughts. Actually, there's so many ways we're compulsive, habitual, reactive. So many ways. The sound of a phone, an itch, somebody's breathing, anything at all. If we're reactive to it, so what we're doing here is simple but not easy. Simple, and that there's not a lot complicated about it. It's staying, being with. But that's not always easy. And sometimes we miss delightful experiences because we're so busy bopping around, getting caught up in a fantasy here and there. So we'll start the meditation working with emotions. And then transition to working with thinking. In the same way that we started the morning with an anchor and the breath, of course we'll start there too in this meditation, pretty much always, that's the starting. And it's not that there won't be thinking happening or emotions when you're trying to focus on thoughts. But we'll try and use our awareness, our choicefulness, to be more tuned in to and attentive to certain parts of our experience. So we can get to know them a little better. We can get to know the compulsions, the habits, the emotions, and even the thinking patterns better. So this idea of um, love, loving attention. And if you don't like the word love, maybe you like the word caring or kind or allowing. Finding the word for you that supports and inspires a way of relating to whatever comes up that helps you stay present, stay home. One of the things that we'll do is focus on emotions, not the thinking about them, but the experience of them. How they come alive, manifest, show up in the body. Where you feel them, what they feel like. Emotions can get a bad rap. 
Sometimes we try not to have emotions. Sometimes we try to just have really good emotions. But the thing is, is there, it's energy that moves through us. And when we try and block negative, difficult emotions, we end up blocking all emotions. So, when Kado and I were teaching intro series in August, he brought this beautiful metaphor to working with emotions. The idea of being like a river. And being the river, the water itself, perhaps being the stream of feelings, emotions, in this particular situation. And the bed, the body, being our awareness, our capacity to allow things to move through the way a riverbed allows the water to flow. And sometimes we can be wide, broad, and deep riverbeds. Everything can just keep moving through. There's no problem. And other times it might feel like we want to contract close up, build the dam. But water, like emotion, is pretty amazing. It can find its way around. So maybe we become smaller rivers. We try and just be as wide as we can and let as much as we can come through. trying to be into that bed, the riverbed, to feel the water, the emotion moving through us. So let's find our meditation postures or reestablish them. Maybe breathing in deep.